you believe? with Kate Constable. I might not sound like Kate Constable because I'm a little sick under the weather today. So my voice is much deeper than normal uh, and a little scratchy, which is why to talk through today's NBA slate, I'm bringing on a guest so he can do most of the talking. We have today the one and only Chris Farley. Chris, how's it going? Wow. Yeah, I wish I, w- I wish I was the one and only Chris Farley. And um, you are not the one and only Chris Farley. In fact, you're not but, the most famous Chris Farley. I know. Like, to it that's one thing that keeps you humble you know when your name is chris farley you know you can't eclipse his his fame like i'm not gonna yeah i'm probably not gonna have more of a legacy than the original chris farley but maybe maybe in the sports betting world kate and i know you're not feeling well so let's talk a little nba maybe i can hold it up a little bit more for you but i I think your voice sounds great it has like that little scratchy cute kind of you know it gets kind of cute when it gets scratchy like that i mean everyone always told me i had a good voice for like tv and radio and things like that like talking on air because it's deeper so it's even deeper now which i think just means it's even better right yeah there's a tonality to it it's like it's like miley cyrus when she talks you know are you a good singer absolutely not because <laughs> you know i mean in the shower sure but no sure. i was gonna say because you know some people just they have that little rasp to their voice and it's yeah. like like miley cyrus there's like a prominence to it yeah. and then obviously she starts singing but I, I guess we can't make that comparison no i do not sing nor do you want me to try yeah. and sing well, i don't know there. what a uh um, tone is about yeah. whatever we'll, those are we'll stick to radios and podcasts yeah, yeah. all right we'll also stick to the nba and Lots of games on tonight, so we're going to talk through just a few of those. The first one I want to touch on is the Boston Celtics and New Orleans Pelicans. I have already bet this game. I took the over in this one. Um, it is right now at, let's see what it's at right now. I should have this pulled up. But it was like 2.30, wasn't it? Logged out. Yes, I believe I got it at 2.30, uh, and it's been going up a little bit throughout the day. So, Chris, what are your thoughts on this total? Uh, do you agree with me? Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't necessarily agree, but I also don't necessarily disagree. Um, so this is, this is a game that I really wanted to play. I'll say that because I feel like I have a good handle on the Celtics lately. Um, maybe everybody has a good handle on the Celtics lately because they're just playing really, really good basketball overall. But a lot of that great basketball is because of their offense, right? Like over the last two weeks, uh, they are the number one team in offensive efficiency. They're running with a lot more pace. Uh, and they are killing teams from beyond the arc. And for your, to your credit, in support of your bet, there's not a lot of proof, right? Like I was talking to Josh C. We know Josh C. from the Bay yeah. US NBA show, who's a, Josh a Celtics, yeah, Celtics expert. You know, that's his team. Uh, and I was running this by him. And so I have to give him credit for the statement. He was saying there's really no evidence that the Pelicans are going to be able to limit Boston's three-point shooting ability because you know, Pelicans are pretty good interior defense, but not always that great on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if the Pelicans cannot stop the Celtics or at least limit their three-point shooting because it has been through the roof recently, then I think there's a really good chance that this game goes over. Um, f- you know, throughout the whole season, Celtics are shooting, let's see, they're shooting 39%. But if you go back, let's just go to the last 10 games, Boston is easily 
well, of course, my computer is taking its good old time loading, but <laughs> their marks shooting three pointers are like historic right now. They're shooting them a lot, they're making them a lot. And, you know, the mix of their interior play, scoring ability, ability to drive, and then you put their ability to shoot threes on top of all that, uh, they're just going to be a really hard team to stop. Now, of course, the Pelicans are, are really good at their interior scoring, they're a two point shooting team. That's where they thrive, right? Um, and but the Celtics are really good on defense in that in that sense, right? So I think this game goes over if the Celtics can set the pace. They've been moving at a very fast pace lately over the last uh, man. I just had it up, you know. My um, my websites work like to perfection when I'm not on a podcast, but right. when I am on a podcast, I have to talk slow like this so I can fill some time before it loads. Okay. So the Celtics are running at a, at a top 10, 10 pace over the last five games, but it really looks even faster than that mm -hmm. because they can get those threes out very quickly. If the Pelicans can't stop their threes and the Pelicans are going to be chasing the Celtics all game. And as good as the Boston interior defense is lately, they're kind of middle of the road on their defense. So I think they're depending more on offense, which I appreciate that that's what they're focusing on. You know, because the, we know their defense can play off the championship caliber, but let's get the offense moving or early in the season. So if that happens, then the Pelicans are going to have to chase. I think the Pelicans can still have a lot of success. And a big thing, Kate, is is, is Zion playing tonight, right? Because yeah. he's pretty unstoppable offensive force. Yeah. Um, if you look at the Celtics, what they've put up these last couple of games, I mean, against Atlanta, 126, 126 against Oklahoma, which, yeah, it's okay. See, same with Detroit. 127, 131 against the Nuggets, and 128 in their last five. So they're having no problems scoring at all. And New Orleans has been okay defensively. I mean, I just looked up their defensive rating and their top five, top ten this year. And then their opponent's three-point shooting percentage, uh, they rank second in defending that. So uh, they are pretty good defensive. And like you said, I mean, if they can stop Boston – then this this there's a chance that this one goes under. I just don't know how you stop Boston with how they're playing right now. Um, my only concern would be that Boston gets up by a ton and then yeah. the scoring for New Orleans slows down, and that's what carries this or makes this an under game. But well, and and that's where I think the narrative kind of fits where you're looking at because um, you know Pelicans at home, even yeah. without Zion, like we've seen them playing. I think they may be faster without Zion. Yeah. So, I mean, you might want Zion to still sit in this game. I don't know, but um, they're an explosive team, you know, mm -hmm. and they do not stop attacking the rim. Of course, the Celtics are pretty good at defending the rim, but at home, you would just think, you know, this is an important game for them to kind of prove themselves. I know they're in different conferences, but yeah. most people would say that the Boston Celtics are the most elite team in the NBA right now. You know, Blazers have a really good record too. Jazz have whatever, but the Celtics are obviously, you know, they were, they were in the title game last year and they look really good out the gate, unlike Golden State. Um, so I think it's an important game for the Pelicans and the Pelicans aren't going to allow themselves to fall behind too quickly. My only fear is that it has kind of that playoff fear, uh, feel, you know, Which in the beginning. Sense. So we get a slower start. Yeah. Uh, and then if it's a slower start, we often see games really slow down in the second half, especially when it's like a marquee game. So mm -hmm. you're going to want a lot of scoring early in this one, I think. And, and, you know, maybe if you see a really fast start, a good way to hedge this bet if you're taking Kate's bet, which I, I do not think is a bad bet. I'm just and I got it at uh, 229, to be exact. And that's, so. and that's important. And that's important, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, then maybe you take the uh, live total under if it, like, blows up to, like, 240 or something because they have, like, a 65-point, yeah. you know, first quarter. Yeah. All right. Cool. Like uh, what we're hearing out of that one, 
the Miami Heat. Whoa, this line just moved like crazy, which means a lot of Miami Heat players are likely going to be out. I was going to say this one was uh, right before we started recording this 10 minutes ago was Wizards minus one with against the Heat and the Heat were playing in in D.C., but that line seemed fishy to me, being it was only one. And yeah, the Heats are on the road. They played in in um, Toronto the other night. But that one seemed odd. Now that it's jumped to minus four and a half in favor of Washington, that just makes more sense if all the Heat players are going to be resting tonight. So unless you have anything big to say about that one, we can kind of cruise over that. Well, that just annoys me because I really like the Wizards, actually, in that spot. Because, you know, they have Bradley Beal back now. He got a game in, so he's a little mm-hmm. warmed up. Uh, they've been winning a lot of games recently. You know, Wizards just kind of go on these streaks where, like, are they a good team? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, because they can always play pretty good defense there with uh, Wes Unfeld Jr. coaching them. So, um, you know, and that's always his focus. But now, I mean, we already know that Tyler Hero's out. Uh, you know, Haslam doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. He, he's like the OG on the sideline. Uh, Victor Aladipo has been out. But Bam Adebayo and Dwayne Denman are um, questionable. But that tells me that maybe Bam Adebayo is going to be out of this game. Yeah. You know, or like maybe they're resting some more players. So definitely a big time advantage for the Wizards. If you already got the Wizards at like minus one and a half, I think is what it was. Or yeah. it was a really close line, then you're in a good spot. I was looking at that, so I'm just annoyed that I didn't take it. I do kind of like the under in this game, too, especially if some of the scores for Miami are going to be out. Uh, you mentioned the Wizards play pretty good defense. So that could be I – haven't, I haven't bet that yet, but that could be one way to look at that game. Yeah. Um, just with not a whole lot of offense coming from Miami. Yeah, last 10 games, Wizards are 23rd in pace, Heat are 27th. Yeah. Um, that's what, so, Where's the total right now? Uh, 217. Yeah, I mean, I I had it close to that, so I don't show a huge disparity there, but I, I you know, it, it could be one of those games where, like, it only, you know, barely gets to 200, right? If, yeah. Especially if the Wizards are gaining some margin because the Heat are kind of not totally there. Right. Yeah. The Bucks and Sixers, that's probably the other really good game of the night. Uh, Philly's a point-and-a-half favorite at home. The Bucks beat the Sixers by 12 earlier in this year. I, I believe that was the Bucks' first game of the season, Sixers' like second or third game. Um, and they had James Harden in for that game. Obviously, he's been out as of late with that injury. Number of players out for, or at least questionable going into tonight's game for the Bucs. But overall, I mean, the Bucs are a far better team than the Sixers are right now. I think Joel Embiid has been playing great, but if you look at who he's been going up against, it's not anyone, anyone, anywhere near Giannis's status. So how do you look at that game? Yeah, um, this is uh, one of my favorite bets of the night, actually. I did take the 76ers Ooh. minus one and a half, and that's just because you, you don't see a rest advantage like this. So we could talk about the Lakers game later if you want because they have a similar situation. But mm-hmm. the uh, 76ers are coming off a solid five days of rest. The last time they played was Sunday when they beat Utah at home. And this is a home stand. They're at home again tomorrow against the Timberwolves. So you could say, well, look ahead, maybe back to – you know, uh, it's not a back-to-back tonight, but, you know, they have a look-ahead tomorrow. Yeah. But w- w- what are they more concerned about? You know, proving yeah. themselves against the Eastern Conference team like the 76ers or being really prepped for Minnesota. Minnesota's been a little up and down lately. So I think this is one of those situations where 76ers have this spot circled. You're, it's just rare during any point in the season that an NBA player gets five days of rest. Right. Um, they're very healthy besides James Harden. And yeah, Embiid's been balling out. Uh, the question for me in this one is, is Drew Holiday going to play? Because he is 
a significant uptick for their defense. Mm-hmm. Now they played the Bucks played unbelievable defense the other night against the Cavs. That is a game that I thought the Cavs probably should have won, right? Bucks, I believe the Bucks were on the road in that one too. Um, but just like I mean, you got you know Brooke Lopez, obviously Giannis, but a bunch of contributors from their bench too, just playing like all around, really disciplined, really impressive defense. Can they do that two nights in a row and go into Philly and really limit Joel Embiid? I don't know because this is such a good spot for the 76ers. So it's I think the line is still pretty low, right? Is it still one and a half? Yeah. Yeah, it's still Philly one and a half. I'll say this. I'll like it a lot better if we know Drew Holiday isn't playing. On ESPN, it says he's out. On the official NBA injury report, it says questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really follow ESPN very often, but I'm hoping that ESPN is right because I think – the 76ers have an even bigger advantage if Drew Holiday is out. And part of the reason the Bucs won that game against the Cavs the other night is Brooke Lopez put up 29. He hit seven threes. You know, is he going to do that again tonight? It, yeah. He's a great player, but you don't get those numbers from him all that often. So kind of got to look at that game with a grain of salt in terms of them winning that big. Like, you can't really use that as a measuring stick going forward when you have one player that just goes off like that, that typically doesn't contribute um, as much. So, all right. I, I like it. Um, I, yeah. I, I didn't know what to think about that game. So that's a good insight to have. You mentioned- I, I'll just, I'll just add, even though it's one of yeah. my favorite plays tonight, the Bucks have been playing such incredible defense that, you know, I mean, recently they lost against the Hawks. Okay. You know, so they, they've had some stumbles. They're going through some injuries. But the Bucs are my favorite to win the NBA title. When they get healthy, I think they're going to be incredible. And we're already – I mean, the fact that they beat the Cavs by 15 points the other night, yeah, um, they were they were actually at home in that one. I thought they were um, on the road. But still, you know, Cavs are coming into that with some rest too, a bunch of injuries, and they take care of business. It's just so impressive. So mm-hmm. I never love a bet against the Bucs. It's just you can't beat a spot like this for Philly. Right. And you mentioned the spot for the Lakers as well. They are at home against the Pistons. Lakers are favored by seven, which I would have to look this up, but I can't imagine they've been favored by that much at any point this yeah. season. Uh, but they haven't played since playing Brooklyn back on the 13th, which was Sunday. So they have almost a full week of rest. They won that game. And then the Pistons, they've lost. Yikes. They've lost, I think, their last six. Um, and coming off of a loss yesterday, to the Clippers. So I guess back to back for the Pistons going into this one. So based on the spot for the Lakers, bad spot for the Pistons. And then how the Pistons have been playing, you got to lean towards the Lakers here, right? That just sounds so ugly. (laughs) Yeah. I actually took the Lakers and I remember uh, when I was giving out this play to my premium customers, um, I, I didn't, I noticed that I, I accidentally did not click off the first half line. So I thought I was getting Lakers full game minus four. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is a steal. Minus, minus seven is really where it is. And I could see that uh, tick up a little bit still. Um, this is, this is again, as good of a spot as the Lakers are going to get. Um, Anthony Davis is probable. That's a good thing for them. We can still make fun of Anthony Davis, Kate, if you want. Oh, for sure. <laughs> the fact that Anthony Davis is probable or questionable for every game is right. enough to make fun of him. Right. He should, yeah. like, in, like, NBA 2K, like, in video games, he, you know, he should have, like, an element where, like, he gets injured in, like, every other game. I hope that's the case. I, I think there is something or someone, someone, uh, like, Photoshop doctored some video because I did see something like oh, that. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, that's hilarious that- if that actually is real in the game. Yeah, that has to be part of it, right? But I mean, I don't play video games that much anymore, but I imagine, like, if if you guys want, if these kids want, like, a real 
experience with what the NBA yeah. is like. <laughs> Anthony Davis has to get injured every other game. Um, but, you know, the fact that he's probable, he should have a, a ton of success tonight against a team like the Pistons. Uh, you know, Pistons tried hard, you know, and that's the unfortunate thing, right? The mm-hmm. Pistons, not only are they off a of back-to-back, but that last night wasn't a game that they mailed in. Um, they tried hard last night. They were really competing in the beginning. I mean, you know, they had less turnovers than the Clippers. They were playing pretty solid basketball, uh, winning the first half, and then the Clippers turned it on the second half. So just, just it's not the spot that you want if you're the Pistons, especially for a Lakers team that's coming off five days of rest. And, you know, Lakers are also you know coming off a win, right, on, on Sunday. So looking to ride a little bit of momentum. It, it is a game that even though LeBron also on the injury report very often, yes. uh, but, but I, I would imagine he would play. I mean, he's questionable right now. But the Lakers have to take advantage of these opportunities to win games. Like, they have to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I don't love playing on the Lakers is that I believe Cade Cunningham is now back in action for the Pistons, which – you know, the Pistons, if they're going to have any chance of keeping up with any team, they need Kay Cunningham in there to score points. But he's a second-year player. Um, you know, he's going against a Lakers team that has played some pretty good defense so far this year. That's something they're doing well. So, uh, it, it, again, you know, a, a lot of my handicapping in the NBA, not all of it, but a lot of it is about these spots because it's such an up-and-down league. And if you can find these teams in a really advantageous place, even a team that's been as bad as the Lakers have recently, um, you got to play it sometimes. And on, on paper, too, this is still a team that can absolutely blow out a team like the Pistons. So minus four in the first half. I like that a little bit more to get off to a quick start. I'll give that away here free on your show, Kate. Woo! Uh, but, free picks! Uh, yeah, but minus seven, I like it. I like it as well. Lakers, Lakers should prove something here tonight. And the Lakers have been better, I will say, since Russell Westbrook moved to the bench. I like that move. Honestly, I don't know if you remember this, but I called that last year on our BetUS NBA show, and you guys all looked at me like I was an absolute idiot. But I said, Russell Westbrook should just come off the bench. And um, here we are, and he's coming off the bench. So uh, point for Kate. I feel like I feel like you when you say you guys, I'm not sure if I looked at you like an idiot, but oh, we can uh, go back and review the tape. I'll throw the red flag there. Okay, we can review the tape because yeah, there's a few moments in the Bet US NBA show where you were you were cruising ahead of some of the other you know handicappers. Uh, so you yes. know, might have might have been a situation where they didn't they didn't want to take your take there, Kate. But you right. were exactly right. Kind of reminds you of Ben Simmons. Uh, I don't know if you looked at the box box score last night, but Ben Simmons. Had a great game, like 13, 14 rebounds. Yeah. Like, um, he was five for five to start the game. He had 11 points at whatever point it was that I looked at the box score somewhere in, early in the second half. Yep. And, and you know, as much as I've wanted to fade the Nets because of all the uh, and crazy egos on that team, I mean, what Kevin Durant recently said about yeah. his fellow teammates was like, you don't say that. Like, if you yeah. want to be a leader for his team, um, it's just so self-involved, you know, like he just, he just does whatever the hell he wants, but I won't get on a rant about that. Um, <laughs> ben Simmons coming off the bench, I think is a really great spot for him. Yep. You know, he, less pressure, you're playing clean up, right. Fix up. Yeah. And he's playing, should most of the time be playing against, you know, the, the other team's bench players were like yeah. at least some, you know, second, second string players. And that's a good spot for Ben. You know, he, he should be able to dominate and really help the, that's similar to Russell Westbrook, right? There's not a lot of athletes that come off the bench like a Russell Westbrook or a Ben Simmons. So I agree with you. I think as long as they stay humble, that's a better thing for those teams. Yeah, good confidence builder for Ben Simmons. All right, Chris, one more game we will discuss. You pick it. it. 
Anything well, you got your eye on? If I not, we'll just talk about the Bulls because we could always talk about the Bulls. But uh, well, really quickly, I, I do think that's a that's a great spot for the Bulls tonight too. This is what the Bulls do. Yeah. They blow out teams like the Magic. So especially uh, a Magic team that's pretty banged up right now. A lot yeah. of players on their injury report. So exactly right. So you know the the Magic are improving in some ways. They got some young studs over there who are you know game to game. Sometimes they can surprise teams, but I I don't think you know the Bulls are are very healthy right now. Obviously you know except for uh, Lonzo Ball, uh, yeah. but you know we already know that, right? So yeah. uh, this is this is a great spot for the Bulls. But what's a game that has a little more nuance to it? Um, let's talk. Uh, Man, we've covered a lot of good ones, haven't we? Yeah, most of the big ones. Well, all right. I'll just talk about it. The Golden State Warriors. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. Knicks Warriors. Yeah, I went on the Bet US NBA show on Wednesday. And, uh, I mean, I went two and one, so I'm not unhappy with my day. But I faded the Suns. Last year, your Suns. I know. I faded them. They're not, they're not your sons anymore, right? No, they're not my sons anymore, but I miss my sons. Do you? Do you? I miss my sons. I still have a soft spot for the sons. It's hard, okay. a little hard to watch their games. I still miss Devin a lot. I was going to say, I feel like it's mostly a Devin Booker. It's thing, a right? little bit mostly Devin Booker, but um, yeah. This is where Kate and I really clash. You know, Kate, known you for a while now. We, I, you know, we're pretty fond of each other. We're good colleagues here. Um, blah, blah, blah. But I, I don't have the same love for Devin Booker. You do not like Devin Booker, and that's putting it nicely. I, I don't know if I can curse on the Believe Network, so I won't, but I think he's a... Well, I think he's a... <laughs> the other way. Oh, a, a what? Well, I don't really know. I couldn't read your mouth at all. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really know what... Just if you think he's that bad, I think he's that good. We're just polar opposites of, of the spectrum there. I yeah, I mean, my thing for Devin is that as far as like on court leadership and emotionality, it's just like when Chris Paul leaves this team, I think they're going to be a mess. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. He is not the best leader. Chris Paul definitely is. He's just like, yeah, he just like yells and wails. And, and, you know, when they're losing, he's getting, you know, technical fouls and like, you know, his face gets real scrunt. Like, re re relax, bro. Uh, that's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Anyway, I faded, <laughs> I faded the Suns big time the other day because they were, um, you know, first of all, the market told you we think the 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 Warriors are going to win this game, mm -hmm. right? Like it was a revenge. I took Warriors game. in that game as well. You did? Yeah. That makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Warriors. It was a very close line. I think the Warriors were very short underdogs and then moved to be a favorite or at least even um, up until tip off. And you know, that's a game where right the Suns beat them by almost thirty in the first game. It's still at Phoenix. Uh, they're without Chris Paul, so it's like okay, great setup for the Warriors who are healthy and now maybe can start rolling. Warriors have not won a game on the road this year, Kate. They lost again. That's bad. Yeah. And, you know, of course, everybody knows the narrative now. Steph Curry went off and no one else really did. Um, but leading into tonight, you know, you kind of want to take the Warriors because they're at home. That's the exclusively the place that they won this year. But um, at the same time, I'm like, you know, these Knicks are, are kind of, you know, they had that team meeting the other day. And then they came out and they won that game against uh, – against the Jazz, and then I know they just beat Denver. That was a close game for them, but that was a back-to-back, so it was a tough spot, and they you know, they still got the victory there. I know that Jokic wasn't in that game, but they're they're doing good on this little road trip. You would think this is the spot to take the Warriors, though, a third game of the next road trip. Again, with Golden State, very healthy. Um, so it's just a tough spot for the Knicks to keep on performing well. And after that, 
I almost cursed again. After that performance from the Warriors, you know, they're, they're, they have to be, like, extra freaking motivated in this game. Like, let's go, boys. Like, we're at home. We got to knock off a team like the Knicks. But can I trust that the Warriors are going to do it by eight points? Yeah. I think it's a little inflated. If it was around five and a half or you know, four and a half, I'd probably take the Warriors here. But I think the line is just right. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought this morning. The line opened at five and a half, and I should have grabbed the Warriors there. When you it up at up. like 5.30 a.m. again? No, I just look at a website that tells me where the line opened. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I didn't, I did not get it, which is I was dead asleep when that line came out, which is why I didn't get it. Um, but yeah, at seven and a half, I think I would play on the Knicks. I might even play on the under in this game because the Knicks yeah. defense over these last couple games, since they had that wake up call, uh, against Oklahoma city, when they gave up what 140 some points, like their defense has been better. So I wonder if the market hasn't quite adjusted to the Knicks, maybe playing a little bit with a little bit more effort on that side of the ball. Then again, you know, the warriors can go off and throughout the first half of the the season so far the Knicks offense has been pretty good and they've been putting up pretty good numbers so I don't know what I'll do with that but I would definitely lean towards taking the points with the Knicks in that one you know it's a good point about the under though I think it's a little too high I've probably had this a little bit under 230 um when the Warriors are at home they have limited like the Spurs can be a really good offense they limited them to 95 points um mm-hmm. in one game against the Kings they limited the Kings to 113 and let me tell you Right now, limiting the Kings to 113 is pretty damn good. Yeah. You know, that, that, they're, yeah. they're an explosive offense right now, and they're really fast-paced. So Warriors at home, you know, they limited the Cavs to 101 the other night. Yeah. Um, well, and you said, start. like, the Warriors need to win these games. So, yeah. like, clearly Steph's putting up 50 and your offense isn't getting it done. It's like something's going on on the defensive side. So maybe a little bit of a wake-up call now for the Warriors to – Start playing a little better defense. All right, I've talked myself into it. We're taking the under two. I was going to say, are we are we talking ourselves into it? Let's do a a combined believe K Constable all bets are um free bet. Woo! You and I together tandem under, under two thirty five Knicks and Warriors. Okay, that's the best bet of the day. Take Final score. Final score, 135 to 140. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's... Hopefully not. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, let's hope not. But I do like that line. So that's the uh, Farley Bats Kate Constable pick of the day. And with that, Chris, thank you for coming on. Tell the people where they can find you and how they can uh, subscribe to your premium picks because you were hitting about 63% uh, just last week in the NBA. Yeah, that's very nice, UK. Thank you. Um, you can find me at Farley Bets on across all social media, uh, Twitter, as long as it doesn't die. I'm on Twitter most of the time. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. You can just hit me up uh, via DM over there. Uh, premium packages. I'm still giving away discounts right now. And we, we're pretty historic in the NBA. You know, just got to tell the facts the way it is. Yeah. We're 57% career win percentage over the last two seasons. A lot of units won. And we just hit three in a row last night. Back up to 55% now. The other night I had a one in five night, which I got like two hours of sleep that night because mm. I hate losing bets for my customers so you know we usually correct and do it in a really big way after that so things are still good winning record winning units uh but throughout the year usually long term we do really well so i appreciate that Kate. just reach out to me via dm if you're interested cool all right well thank you for coming on chris we will see you again at some point and uh we'll be back next week for another episode hope everyone has a great weekend thanks for listening